This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. This is episode 180. That means we're going in a whole new direction. True crime. (laughs) Nothing but true crime from here on out. (laughs) I'm sorry. It is November 29th, 2023. Right off the bat, I have to say, because we are both in the service industry, a happy national customer is wrong day oh, wow. <laughs> that's great happy national customer is wrong day to you as well i i don't i don't know if you have a specific uh, uh instance or something that you might want to share but my biggest pet peeve of the customer being wrong is when somebody else at the table tries to tell somebody else what they ordered <laughs> oh yeah like, no, no, uh, let me talk to the person who actually ordered this, not somebody at the other end who has no fucking clue <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, good old customers. Uh, but a very happy birthday to Mr. Chuck Mangione, who will we, oh, nice. we will be talking about later today, 83. Uh, Feels so, so good. <laughs> uh, both Jerry Lawler and Gary Shandling, 74 today. I love Born on the Same Day celebrities. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, oh yeah, you know, Jerry Lawler had, I was going to, you know, I know he was a kind of a B-list wrestling star, mm-hmm. but um, I think he's probably most famous for like wrestling Andy Kaufman. Right, <laughs> right? exactly. Yeah, so and both kind of in the entertainment world. Gary Shandling loved his his crazy comedy also. Uh, your buddy Joel Cohen is 69 today. Nice. I wonder how he's celebrating that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, the Schrodinger's cat experiment i guess or proposal mm-hmm. 1935 you think <laughs> yeah. we, we still don't know if that cat is alive or dead <laughs> the schrodinger's cat proposal like all right everybody i have an idea <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put a cat in a box <laughs> um also big one today 41st anniversary of the album thriller Oh, nice. That's a good one. Seven seven singles released from that album all hit the top ten. Do you think you know all seven? Is this is this the seven um, that Prince was talking about, all seven and more? Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely can. Um, I will say, first of all, though, a really interesting fact I found out. Did you know the lead-off single for that album was The Girl Is Mine? With Paul McCartney. Yeah, isn't that wild? Because mm-hmm. they were trying to kind of cross him over into the... The white pop world, you know, right? Um, but yeah, oh, and so that you they got did. <laughs> you got the girl is mine. Okay, beat it. Okay, uh, Billie Jean. Sure. Thriller. Uh huh. 
PYT. Yes. Human nature. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Too hard to get over. Ah, uh, want to be starting something? Yes. That's wild. That's crazy. That that I, I forgot that that song was even on Thriller. Like, it's not fair having an album with that beat it. You know, um, mm-hmm. and Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. Those three songs, I think, are the best three songs on the album. Although I personally love "The Girl Is Mine," mm-hmm. but yeah, that's uh, what an album. Well, here's here, one more crazy thing about this album. So released on this day, uh, November 29th in 1982. It was not until January of '84 that the titular "Thriller" was released as a single. Yeah, I know. That's so wild that like, I, th- I think growing up, you know, people who, who were like little kids in the early 80s yeah. like us, I think you look at it and you're like, okay, so Billie Jean, Thriller and Beat It. Like, I I don't know which order those three came out, but those were like the big three singles. Sure. And then you see it and it's like, oh, Thriller was like, I mean, A, it's not that great of a song, I don't think. I think it's more of like a novelty song. Of course. But it... Yeah, that was not one of like the big songs on the album. The only reason it was so huge for us is because of the video, okay. I think, you know. I just don't I mean it was a big hit too, obviously. But. And I don't know how you don't coincide releasing an album called Thriller or a single called Thriller with Halloween. Like they're I know. like right after Thanksgiving and right after New Year's. Those are the perfect times <laughs> yeah. to scare people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get them. Well, hey, you got you got a Christmas carol. That's pretty scary. <laughs> oh boy, we are off to a scary start here. We have Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? And I'm Jake. Hope you all are doing well. Ryan, it sounds like it's been a smaller. It's been more of a Coleman t- size tent. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yep. Two person. Um, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> A pop tent. Is <laughs> it is it pop or is it pop or pup? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. We'll get to yeah, the bottom yeah. of it by next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have some some uh, people on the inside I can reach out to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, had a lot of stuff on the docket this last weekend, so didn't get a ton of time to watch TV, watch movies. Um, but, but we love butts. Uh, I, I, I feel like all weekend, my wonderful, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Netta, and I just watched a lot of TV, kind mm-hmm. of going from thing to thing, mm-hmm. watching little half hours at a time. Um, but after she went to bed, <laughs> um, I, in the last weekend, watched a couple movies, um, super bad. Ooh. Revisiting Which, Superbad, yeah. So much fun to revisit. Um, great movie. Definitely the stars, I think, are, as far as jokes go, Joe Latrulio and Bill Hader, yeah. which we mentioned on, on the episode, <laughs> last episode we talked about them. But, God, they are so funny. Um, there, there's, I, I love, there, there's this really awkward interaction, you know, between the kids and Joe Latrulio. And he's being all weird and stuff. And all of a sudden, there's this moment of silence. And he turns back to the kids and he goes, so you guys on MySpace or? (laughs) (laughs) And then it just cuts to the next scene. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, great, great movie. So funny. Um, and then I also just last night, I've been watching a lot of like um, throwback football stuff mm. recently for some reason. I've just been really I watched a couple like, um, you know, like condensed versions of some great games that I remember watching in the past. Right. Um, and watching some documentaries and whatever. But last night I watched the brand new documentary about my childhood hero, Barry Sanders, called Bye Bye Barry on uh, Amazon. And really, really good. Hmm. Awesome movie. I mean, especially for, you know, people who were sports fans in the 90s. It was such a weird... I mean, he was such an anomaly in general as somebody who would, you know, I mean, he was the flashiest player in the NFL and every time he would score a touchdown, he would just walk over to the ref and hand him the ball. Yeah. And such you know? a, and like, Oh, I was just going to say go such ahead. a, such a nineties football name, Barry Sanders. Oh, 100%. 100%. Turns out um, it's actually like Eric Thompson or something. He's like, yeah. no, no, I need, I need a better stage name. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and you know, really goes deep into like, why, like, why did he retire in the, in the prime of his career? So, um, really interesting, really cool. Um, but yeah, that, that was about it. Well, like Jerry Seinfeld always says, leave him wanting more. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I finally got around to seeing a couple of uh, newer, new-ish, uh, movies, uh, 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 few nights ago watched uh, where the crawdads sing from 2022 oh. uh based on a 2018 novel of the same name uh it stars daisy edgar jones uh you might remember her from fresh or under the banner of heaven uh we're kind of her bigger yeah. bigger roles um it was all right it's kind of a courtroom mystery romance yeah uh, you know, had 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 really good elements, but uh, yeah, mm, I, I give this one a soft recommend, but it's definitely not uh, not not top tier. Now, uh, a different film that I watched that I did feel was very top tier, and not for everybody. It's a unique style of uh, dark comedy, uh, Fool's Paradise, written and directed by one Charlie Day. Have you? Uh, oh yeah, heard about this. I- I, I remember when it came out in the theater um, because I was like, I've never heard of this. And so I just, I watched a, uh, you know, I read the summary and watched a trailer. Yeah. Look, I, I, I didn't really know what to, what to make of it. Yeah. Uh, also starring Charlie Day, uh, Ken Jeong, Kate Beckinsale, Adrian Brody, one of Ray Liotta's last films, Common. Common is hilarious in this movie of all people. John Malkovich, but... Um, uh, yeah, uh, Charlie Day gives a very uh, Charlie Chaplin esque yeah. performance, and it's it's real unique. Like he doesn't really talk much or at all throughout the movie. So, um, no, I give that one a, a really strong recommend if you like if you like unique films and, and it it is kind of a, a fun like dark comedic look at like Hollywood and and how the the whole just like. Uh, you know, being a star and the the whole machine that it chews you up and spits you out, all that craziness. So, 
Yeah, a, a really hard recommend for Fool's Paradise. I think y'all should check that out. So Yeah. Um, speaking of dark comedies, uh, congratulations to... We have a winner in our R-rated comedy tournament. Uh, the Big Lebowski, 37 to 29 over Bridesmaids. Wow. I know. I was really surprised. Pleasant. I, I shouldn't say pleasantly surprised, but uh, not disappointed uh, either. Yeah. Like... Um, I know you've said it before. You don't see it necessarily as a comedy, but just a good movie. I and I get that, but it, there's so many times when I'm just thinking of random. Like it does make me laugh. It is a ridiculous yeah. movie that makes me laugh. So, likewise, oh. and, and you know, it's like I've said before. I mean, it's a it's a great movie. I love it. I think I kind of underrate it as being like a mainstream comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, when you think about it, how many people, you know, it, it's such a huge cult of people who are like, you know, wearing shirts that say like, <laughs> the dude abides. Mind, mind if I do a J or yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, there, there's a bunch of like, I think a lot of people quote this movie all the time and it, it's very beloved simply as a comedy. Yeah. So. I wish I, I tried to kind of go back and look, but it's it's tough to like get access to articles and stuff from from you know twenty five years ago. I I really wonder if you know there was any buzz for John Goodman getting like a, a supporting actor nod. I know he didn't, but I mm-hmm. I, I felt like you know because it was very interesting in that championship matchup against Bridesmaids. You know Melissa McCarthy she got nominated for for best supporting actress and it was it was very one of those you know unique character things where I thought, ah this this would have been a great nomination for John Goodman but don't know if there was any buzz around that yeah I don't either I'll have to um, go to the library and check the microfiche <laughs> microfiche <laughs> I'm so glad you went there. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of microfiche, let's get back <laughs> into our current tournament starting to, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit last week, but it is actually starting today. So we'll get back into it. And I said microfiche because one of my favorite scenes from this show, uh, our top overall seed and kind of how could it not be, uh, we have The Simpsons premiered in 1989, but actually got it started in 1987 on the Tracy Ullman show. Do you happen to remember any of those shorts? I vaguely do. Like, my parents watched the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, I, I also watched the Tracy Ullman show. I remember The Simpsons being part of it. Yeah. I don't remember any specific moments of The Simpsons, though. Sure, sure. No, uh, agreed. Uh, you know, 35 seasons, 757 episodes. I, I could not believe that when I, I remember watching like the 300th episode and being like, eh, yeah, there's not much further they could take this. Yeah. <laughs> um, created by Matt Groening, 34 Emmy wins. I mean, you know, it's, it's got its own uh, college classes, you know, mm. whatnot. But does, does, this, does this show suffer from too much volume? Too many characters, any sort of fatigue here? What do you think? Yeah, I definitely think too much volume. You know, I mean, if they would have if they would have called it quits after nine seasons, yeah. it would be the best show ever made. Okay. But, I mean, I, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> you know, it, it would be looked at as one of those classic shows of all time. Sure. And I still think it is, obviously. 
But I think the fact that there's been 15 seasons that have been pretty much unanimously uncelebrated. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't even know if people still watch it, but like, you know, it's gone on for so long. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I mean, I obviously think it's a favorite here. Do you, uh, do you have a favorite character? Oh boy, that's really tough. tough. See, I, that's that's one of the great things about this show is there is just so many fun, unique characters. Yeah, you know? I mean, Hans Molman <laughs> is up there um, easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Millhouse. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think great, great Millhouse moments. Um, oh, why can't I think of the the Arnold Schwarzenegger parody? Uh, oh yeah. I, I mean, the, the the character that he played in the movies was the McBain movies, and that was... Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. God, I can't remember his name. But also, that, that reminded me, though. Troy McClure. Oh, God. Yeah, the great, also, great Phil Hartman. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, just some fun, fun, unique side characters with this show. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, I think it definitely... So it will take on the winner of Daria and the Boondocks, which is going on right now. I don't think that's a challenge. But after that, going forward, it, it remains interesting... To see what happens. Speaking of, so uh, our next matchup. Oh, and and uh, I wanted to bring up the Simpsons. One of probably like six or seven entries in this tournament that had movies made. Oh yeah. Yep. So, uh, but speaking of, so now we have Beavis and Butthead going up against Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Both of these shows had two movies made based oh, on, wow. on, on their characters. Beavis and Butthead airing from 1993 to 1997 on MTV, then a uh, reboot uh, in 2011, and now another reboot in, in 2022 uh, and still ongoing, created by Mike Judge. We got 10 seasons, 270 episodes. Did you skip the music videos or did you watch them? Oh, I definitely watched them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was a big, you know, music video fan at that time. Gotcha. Um, but the thing that was so cool is there were so many videos that they played that I had never seen before. Yeah, that was kind of their thing. It was always like more unique. And, you know, me not being as cultured at the time, I always skipped the videos because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, go on. Yeah. Do you have a favorite catchphrase of uh, Beavis and Butthead? Uh, damn it, Beavis. <laughs> nice. That's great. <laughs> That's classic. It almost sounded it. like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my, go, my, go my favorite is, come to Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I did own the Beavis and Butthead Experience, the uh, soundtrack album that they put A lot out. of people did. Yeah. I know. That was pretty popular. It was a very roller coaster of love. Yeah, uh, mental masturbation. <laughs> oh, not familiar <laughs> that, with that. That one. was a title on there. <laughs> uh, but they will be taking on the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, premiering in 2000 on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. Uh, still somehow going. They just throw out random seasons every now and then. It's been going oh, wow. on for 12 seasons, 141 episodes. Surreal, dark, absurd. I I know you weren't big into cartoons around this time, but I know this is one that stood out for you. I absolutely love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. 
Yeah, me too. This is, you know, out of those core Adult Swim cartoons, mm-hmm. I think this one was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Carl, oh. such an amazing character. And I think all my favorite Aqua Teen episodes, Aqua Teen moments are Carl moments. It's always um, Carl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you got the Moonanites, the Plutonians, like just the... the cybernetic ghost of christmas past from the future (laughs) (laughs) i don't know uh but i know that you know this it's a little too absurd for some people so you know between in this matchup beavis and butthead versus aqua teen i'm not sure how this is gonna go i think this is a really tight one yeah me too um i think beavis i'd probably give the upper hand to beavis and butthead just Mm -hmm. for like the the legacy consideration. I sure. think people see Beavis and Butthead and they think of it as being a really important show. Um, but I don't know. Obviously, Beavis and Butthead is a lot older. Didn't yeah. run for as long. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. And, I, you know, I've watched all the, the, the you know, comebacks and the, and the movies and the more. It's not that I don't like it, but I just I don't find it as funny as I used to. Whereas yeah. I, I can go back to Aqua Teen at any moment and that show will still make me laugh. So yeah, very interesting. Um, uh, next we have kind of a space age matchup here. Uh, we have Futurama uh, again from Matt Groening uh, ran originally from 1999 to 2003 on Fox, then 2008 to 2013 on Comedy Central. And now he's back on Hulu again. They just keep bringing stuff back. Uh, going up against Rick and Morty, created by Dan Harmon. Uh, debuted in 2013, still going. Seven seasons, 68 episodes. Futurama, eight seasons, 150 episodes. We have more episodes than Futurama, even. So, yeah, that's take wild. that. <laughs> We're coming, yeah. after you, coming after you next, Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> See you at 750. <laughs> Uh, Futurama, more of a workplace-type sitcom. We always love those. Six Emmy wins. Uh, Rick and Morty, kind of a family-style sci-fi sitcom with extreme characters. It's Adult Swim's highest-ever rated show. I'm going to tell you something. I have never seen one episode of Rick and Morty. No kidding. No kidding. You should check it out. It's really good. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's really funny. It's. It, I mean... It, as somebody who's not really into cartoons, yeah, I just kind of, you know, saw it here and there, and then I started watching it a little bit more. It's not a show that I return to often, right? But it's um, it's really good. And I mean, the the thing that I think sets it apart, um, and you know, you could say this about both Futurama and Rick and Morty, is it works equally well as a sci-fi show. As it does a comedy, you know? I guess the way I... Rick and Morty is like the animated Yellowstone to me. I'm just tired of hearing about it. (laughs) Stop stop asking me if I watch Yellowstone. (laughs) I totally get that. I feel that same way about Archer. Ooh, that's next week. (laughs) Yeah, but... Um, but yeah, I did. I did watch Rick and Morty, Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it a lot. There's some great episodes, great moments, a ton of ton of great side characters much like aqua teen Mm -hmm. you know people who are only in one or two episodes um that are just cult you know i get you but all that being said futurama rama 
Rama? Yeah, you, what am you, I supposed you, to say? You, you, you go either way you want. This is like drama. Yeah, yeah. Rama. Um, so, future Rama, <laughs> um, I, I think is, I think I, I love more than Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's better. I don't necessarily think it's more funny. But I think there's a lot more heart in Futurama. Futurama. I, I will tell you what. I, overall, like, volume versus each other, I kind of like Futurama better than The Simpsons. Yeah, it's up there for me as well. It, it's, it's, a, it's a really tough one, you know, because uh, honestly, I think I like the core characters of Futurama way more than the core characters of The Simpsons. How about, yeah. how about that, uh, you know? Zoidberg, totally. Professor Farnsworth, like those, uh, it, yeah, we could go on and on about like the hilarity. Uh, the <laughs> I have to do say my, my favorite Farnsworth line, uh, they're all going to war. And he says, after you vanquished your enemy, don't forget to eat his heart to gain his courage, his rich, <laughs> tasty courage. <laughs> yes. I, like you said, I mean, the... I, I think Futurama, just when you look at the core between Farnsworth and Zoidberg, I mean, they're both, and Fry. Yeah. I mean, the main character and might Bender. be the funniest <laughs> character in the show. And Bender, yeah, yeah. Which is so weird. I mean, that because, you know, Bart Simpson is definitely not the funniest character in no. Simpsons. No, you know? not at all. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's going to be... It's gonna. This matchup's gonna be tough, and I'm really curious to see where Futurama goes after this. Yeah, I, I um, could be could be the dark horse of this tournament. I mean, yeah, there, there is a I, lot of love. I will say though, just talking, you know, speaking of um, uh, Troy McClure, how about Zap Brannigan? Exactly, exactly. I, I, I oh. mean, so good. That. That'd be a tough matchup, just putting those two against each other. Yeah. And, I mean, can you think of a scene in cinema or television as heartbreaking as Fry and the dog and the Oh, Jurassic Park? No, it is literally... No, there is nothing that is... uh, That's like... You just show somebody a picture of that still, and, and it's <laughs> yeah. like instantly you've ruined the rest of my day. Yeah. Oh, I need I need to show that episode to Netta. I think she would love that because um, it is really sad, really heartbreaking. But I mean, it's still it, it's just such a great episode of TV. Yeah, yeah. It really um, is really it's up there with the leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. Well, we. We all love America, and I think this next matchup definitely loves America. We have King of the Hill, again, from Mike Judge and Greg Daniels. It, it makes sense that I loved this show so much because it comes from two great creators. Obviously, you know, Greg Daniels, uh, American version of The Office, uh, Parks and Recreation, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, that was Mike Shear. Yeah, um... But I think the the show, the weird sci-fi show, uh, The Good Place? Yes. Was that? Oh, no, that might have been Mike Sher as well. I, I can't remember. I get but those I, two confused. I think they work together a lot anyways. 
Uh, yeah. But King of the Hill uh, aired from 97 to 2010, 13 seasons, 259 episodes, two Emmy wins. Uh, being supposedly being brought back, but we'll we'll get into that in a second. Going up against American Dad, our first entry from Seth MacFarlane. Although he's, uh, I found out he's actually not that involved in the show. Uh, and, oh, interesting. And, and that's, uh, I'm gonna guess you probably haven't seen a lot of American Dad. Mm. You'd be incorrect. Okay. Uh, so I, I I really feel like it it. A lot of people make an unfair comparison with American Dad to Seth MacFarlane's other show. And I feel like mm-hmm. they're very, very different shows where, yeah. you know, American Dad, it's more quirky, you know, less reliant on like the cutaway and punchline jokes. Definitely more similar to like All in the Family, if you will. Uh, aired from 2005 to 2014 on Fox and still airs to this day on TBS. 20 seasons. Couldn't believe this. 363 episodes of American Dad. Wow. That's wild. Right? Again, you know, I think about that seeing The Simpsons go over 300 and then go, oh, this show has over 300. Whatever. Um, I love the comedy styles of both these shows. I think King of the Hill has the better characters, though. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, But this one I do, I mean... For me, I've actually probably seen more American Dad than I have King of the Hill, weirdly. Oh, interesting. I, I, I was never into King of the Hill back in the day. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit, it was almost too, it was almost like Wonder Years or something. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure, Where I get it, it wasn't, I get it. It, it wasn't as like straightforward, goofy, funny. It was more like a good sitcom, you know? Yeah. Um, But... That being said, I mean, I think this is a great matchup. I really love both of these shows. But King of the Hill, I think, is a a great show. Yeah. And American Dad, I just think, is a funny cartoon kind of, you know. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, so the the reason... Oh, 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 go ahead. Real quick, I do just want to say, though, I agree with you that American Dad is like... um, I don't want to say better than Family Guy... But it deserves to be recognized as its own thing, almost like Simpsons and Futurama. Yeah, and that's and that that was kind of the problem, you know, early on for the show is it was very much written off by many critics who didn't even bother to watch it, but just assumed it yeah. was like another Family Guy. Well, which it, it, it looks it looks identical. Yeah, uh, appearance wise, it really really does. Um, yeah, I, I really hope I, I was excited when uh, they announced that King of the Hill was uh, uh, coming back. Um, but there's just it, it sucks because there's so many voices you know missing from the show. Like I love uh, you said you haven't you know watched nearly as much. And if you ever get the chance, I would suggest doing a, a full series rewatch because Tom Petty uh, does a character in the later seasons that is just fucking hilarious. Nice. Uh, <laughs> He wants his wedding song to be twenty six or twenty five or six to four by Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, um, Spe- go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of before, when we were talking about our favorite catchphrases um, from Beavis and Butthead, and you said your favorite was "Damn it, Beavis." <laughs> I think "Damn it, Bobby" <laughs> it's, is it's like the exact same. It's the exact same, same creator, everything. Like maybe the funniest catchphrase in the show. 
Well, uh, uh, so I, speak, I, I, I don't know about that. I, as says as somebody who has seen, you know, less than 20 episodes, probably. Well, speaking of Bobby, I have to say my favorite catchphrase is, that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he takes a woman's self-defense class, and all they do is teach you to kick people in the groin. Yeah. <laughs> and so he does it to Hank, and as he does it, he screams, that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> all right. Uh, last matchup of the day. Uh, so we'll be taking on the winner of our Royal Rumble from uh, uh, Adult Swim. Uh, but... We have South Park, first premiering back in 1997, still airing today. Our number two seed, 26 seasons, 326 episodes. Is this the overall favorite, do you think? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I think, right. there's, I think there's a few other shows. I mean, The Simpsons... Uh, you know, of everything we talked about today, yep. I think would beat South Park. Mm. Family Guy, I think, is tough to beat. Um, I I just, I mean, I think King of the Hill is tough to beat. I, th- I think if South Park came up against King of the Hill, that would be a tough matchup. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I think South Park is the favorite, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it won. And again, um, another one of those shows that, depending on the season and the time period you're talking about, you know, Definitely uh, varying results throughout the years in quality. Yep. It's got five Emmy wins. It was the first weekly program to ever be given the TVMA rating. Oh, wow. Um, but in 1998, it became the highest rated non-sports show in basic cable history. No kidding. Just, yeah. Uh, just, just into its third season, it was... Uh, Obviously, I'm sure there's been higher rated things since then, but I mean, quite quite an accomplishment. Really put Comedy Central on the map. Um, I know you do love South Park, though. I, I, I certain seasons, I know you're a huge fan of. So absolutely. I mean, I I think like the first eight or nine seasons are really great, but especially like four or five mm-hmm. are just like some of the best episodes of animated comedy i mean i still think scott tenorman must die <laughs> is one of the best comedy episodes of anything i've ever seen mm-hmm. um and there's so many just i i've always liked the ones that aren't topical mm-hmm. more than the ones that are for the most part you know sure. um like the the two that come to mind right away as being like my favorite episodes our Scott Tenorman must die, which has nothing to do with anything in the real world, really. Right. And um, the Free Willy parody. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember what his name is. Wilziak? Free Wilziak or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, wow. The, um, both just great episodes that are totally like irreverent and weird. And yeah, I mean, it's classic to me. So. Well, I don't know. I personally, would I pick South Park over most of the shows in here? I I honestly don't know. And that's what I, again, South Park is just a great example of this, but kind of what I like about all of these shows. And and one of the reasons I am such a fan of like animated comedy is the, the, the anim, having something be animated just gives you so many more places to take jokes 
mm-hmm. and, and work jokes as opposed to having real people. You know, it, it, it's that disconnect of reality where you're like, oh, these aren't real people, so I can laugh at this uh, this ridiculousness and everything. You know, prime example, and I, I sometimes want to go back and revisit our our TV dads uh, tournament, but uh, Randy Marsh. Probably oh. one of the greatest cartoon characters of all time, hands down. Yeah. I mean, I I think though with Randy, um, <laughs> I would say he's one of the best characters ever through, you know, the first ten seasons maybe. Okay. I f- I feel like the more recent stuff, he's gotten too far. Sure. Out sure. of like, you know, he's not really a normal dad anymore. He's like the buffoon of the series. He he was better and, as a as a secondary character and not as like a lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think diminishing returns on Randy, but I mean <laughs> some of the the classic moments from the early seasons for sure. The, the nuts in a wheelbarrow when he when he makes his nuts gigantic <laughs> to get to get <laughs> yeah. to a weed prescription that is just yeah. I I don't know. Um, yeah, so we'll have a, a few more first round matchups to get to next week and start talking about our second round. I hope this is encouraging people to go back and, and revisit some of these cartoons because, ooh, there are some good moments. I definitely uh, want to. Do you have anything else this week? That's it for me. Um, No, I don't think so. Right on. Well... For everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. You're getting a spanking, mister.